Hello and a big warm welcome to you. This is Marion Rose and today I'm so excited to be talking to Abby Stanbrook. Welcome Abby. Thank you Marion. Thank you very much. Uh, my pleasure. And the title of the conversation today you have here is Why Aware Parenting Made So Much Sense After Years of Critical Care Nursing and Attachment Play for Adults. I, I love, I love I'm, I'm intrigued <laughs> to hear all that you're going to share. Um, as you know, I've been asking others um, what, just about their earlier journey, what drew them to aware parenting, what resonated with you about it. I wonder if you'd like to share anything. Yes, thank you. Um, so I uh, came across aware parenting when my, I'm not sure quite, well, my daughter was two months old, my second child, Maisie, and um, I actually came across Hand in Hand Parenting First by Paddy Whitfler, Parenting by Connection, I think um, it can be referred to as. And it was through another group actually too, um, through uh, SNPN, it's a Victorian-based um, support group for attachment parenting. Um, and they did a lot of slings and baby carriers and yeah, lots of lovely stuff like that. But, um, you know, I was, what was happening for me and my daughter and my son as well, I realised I was really um, emotionally under-supported um, and we'd had, um, you know, a traumatic surgical birth for both the children and other things as well. So when she was two months old and she was really crying a lot, um, I, yeah, I read something and I was like, hang on a minute, this sounds interesting. And then I just devoured a lot of hand in hand information and I've been listening to conversations with, um, you know, the other aware parenting tribe members and, um, yeah, really resonate with that whole light bulb, you know, insane, insanely good feeling I got when I read about aware parenting and how we can listen to our children uh, and how it can be healing. Yeah. Hey. So I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Yay. Oh, I'm so good. I still get tingles. Oh, <clears throat> I love that. Mm, yeah. yeah. And you've been an aware parenting instructor for a while as well now. Mm, yes. Share a little probably, bit about that. Is it a year? Yeah, almost a year. Yes, yeah. Um, yes, well, I came up to Byron Bay and did the workshop with yourself and Lael, which was, that was amazing. My gosh, so good. Um, and then afterwards, um, I waited a little while and then applied to um, Aletha Salter. And uh, yeah, I've done a little, a few things here and there. <clears throat> Um, a few workshops and a few online courses and offerings Yay. and things. Yay. Yay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's been really good. And um, it's it's nice to have the sort of instructorship um, and to have done the work for it. Um, not that it was work, but as in the preparation and application and. Mm. Yes. Yay. <laughs> so I'd love to invite you to move around to, to the, the mm. main two topics. So you, mm. you clearly, what have you got exactly? I know you were quick care. You, oh, you, yes. you know, you've been a critical care nurse 
for years. So tell me yes. about, about that and how that, how the web printing did make so much sense given that you'd had all that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I'm not um, nursing at the moment um, for various reasons, but I have been a nurse for a long time um, and I end up in the emergency side of nursing or medicine and um, so that was working with both children and adults and <clears throat> I always remember um, there was one particular night shift there was a baby um, in emergency and the baby was the patient and um, the baby was crying and I got some feelings of distress myself and we were chatting at the nurse's station and an older nurse who happened to be a mother I wasn't a mother yet um she she sort of said to me reassuringly you know what sick babies don't really cry you know like um very sick babies and children don't tend to cry you know we can all take I guess a, a bit of a relief in in the fact that this child yes they're crying and this baby yes it's crying and there is possibly a reason or probably, you know, there is reasons, but, um, yeah. And then I, I sort of reflected on that a lot ever since and particularly more with the aware parenting piece and, and, you know, to be, to put another layer on it, you know, people were holding the baby in as he, he or she was crying. I can't remember what gender the baby was and, you know, but they're also, jiggling and doing their best to try and sort of stop the crying as well but it was nice that I reflect on as this baby was being held and energetically held too especially as we were having a conversation saying well the baby is actually well enough to mount a response uh, of crying and it, you know it's not going the other way of you know flat and quiet and pale and the other side of I guess nervous system regulation so that was quite quite interesting and then when I realized that I had known this and I had seen this in my job um, as a nurse and then as a mother and then as a as a person myself I just thought wow this makes so much sense so much sense yes 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 and I know you are very, you have so much expertise in, in nervous system uh, work and the whole, uh, you always say it so beautifully, bite, fly, and I always go, bite, flight, <laughs> freeze, and fawn. And yes. you, so do you, I know you know exactly what you're saying when you talked about you, you're so glad it, the baby hasn't gone to that next stage of the paleness and all the things. Do you mm. want to share for those people who aren't familiar what, what that what you would be seeing if a baby was and let's hold compassion yeah. for ourselves or yes. share a little bit about what's Absolutely. happening because I know you you're so um you have so much expertise yeah well I am um not an expert but I am a geek with it all and I see as an expert <laughs> <laughs> thank you I'm a devotee um someone said which I am quite devoted to um that learning and that education for yeah. myself um yeah so i guess the the vagus nerve is split up into an upper and a lower and the upper is um part of our social engagement ventral vagus nervous system um 
and how we kind of come online when we connect with people and that puts us in a safe, um, holistic sort of space. And the dorsal vagus portion is, um, it's there as a survival mechanism um, as well. And, you know, if, if there, you know, obviously a lot of time people come to hospital or particularly emergency because something is wrong and um, if the that part of the vagus nerve kind of gets um, stimulated um, too much or if there's no sort of, it doesn't have a, the person doesn't have a safe holding space to express feelings or um emotions or it doesn't that perception is there's no connection there then the vagus nerve can take over and kind of go into more of like a freeze um state which is um you know like a an animal freezing when it's threatened to death really um and yeah absolutely holding compassion as well because this part of us is a beautiful survival you know, wonderful, amazing thing that our bodies do, um, you know, as human animals. Um, And that could look like, um, you know, a child that's been in an accident. Um, You know, it could even be a simple accident, but they're unable to look at anyone. They're very pale, like we were saying. They're very quiet. They're they're basically sort of just... um, they've gone into, you know, I mean, it's a bit of shock really is what it is often. So, you know, most of us have experienced shock and we've come out of it and um, to various degrees as well. But um, it's, yeah, it's a state where we really, um, it's best to only be in it for a minimal amount of time. Um, And I think in our culture and our, what we've come from um, as you know, I'm talking about sort of my family country, but the bigger culture as well, that um, we haven't realised that there's these amazing ways we can come out of it. And one of them is crying with a person there holding us and energetically holding us as well. And there's other ways too that we can heal from that and get our ventral vagus nervous system back on board and also heal from the, the other stuff that didn't get a chance to heal. Yes. Yes, yes. And, you know, when you're speaking as well, I think of um, babies in orphanages. And again, that's another place where we mm. see often there's not much crying. And again, that being, uh, I mean, amazing survival mechanism for those mm. babies, but also something that's like actually not crying in those positions is like, you know, we know that those babies have gone into to freeze and they have shut down because they need to, because there isn't enough uh, support. There isn't enough connection. There isn't enough stimulation and listening all the things mm-hmm. yes and you just bring up to like on reflection my first child my son um he didn't cry that much as a baby and part of me you know like I'm compassionate and I'm empathetic to all these parts of me but part of me thought well done you you know you've got a good baby and a good child who doesn't cry and who happily gets passed around the room and not a peep and you know I'm 
like a huge part of me, I felt connection and love and, I'm, you know, I, I did feel attachment and all that sort of thing as well. But there, now that I reflect back on it, I'm like, oh, I, you know, I took that to be a good thing um, when, you know, there's there's a whole lot of information now that we know and now that I know that, um, and, you know, he also had a birth, a surgical birth and things too. So I know as certainly know now that he has he had some tears to cry and some feelings about it and um it it's interesting i find it interesting how uh our culture has deemed you know if a baby is good by whether it cries or whether it sleeps or all these types of things and we run around like headless chooks often um trying to solve these things that you know you know like someone else said in another one of the aware parenting conversations you know there's another way there's another there's other options this is it this is there are other options out there so yes yeah and i love what you bring up too is that even if we didn't know about this when our children were younger or we didn't have the capacity or we're in mm. our own shock mm. or whatever we're experiencing mm. it is never too late to support them and that they will that the beauty of our our oh, yeah. beings as i love you call it human animals is that we will keep on trying to <laughs> express these yeah. feelings and to, um, and to heal yeah. yeah and what you say about the psyche as well you know i love talking about the psyche because the psyche will always <laughs> you know bring up what needs to be healed when it's time even yeah. if it's 30 years later or 50 years later yes. or whatever it's like it will keep going you know the amazingness isn't it so, yeah that's yeah. right and also what i thought about then too was um when you said um the journey like for me so my son was two when i found this out and for a long time i sort of waited at home for everybody to you know cry like we did present time and then you know for a long time i sort of waited for them to have a tantrum or cry at home so we didn't go very many places for a while um which was okay but i now i realized that it was much more about me and my journey and my because I had shock and I had you know as we say 30 something years of um, feelings probably pent up and unresolved and um, yeah so I I love that point about uh, it may not be the right time or we can only do what we can and when often when I'm thinking about helping other families I feel like the parents' support is a huge, a huge kind of um, factor within, you know, what behaviours are being shown and that type of thing. Yes, mm. so, so so important. Mm. Yes. Anything you want to bring back in in terms of yeah. the things you saw and like. Uh, just the beauty, yeah, for sure. The beauty of the the body and the the psyche. Yeah, I for a while one of my roles as a nurse was um, helping medical students. Um, yeah, which was lovely. Um, 
to do that and they had to take long histories from patients um, and reflecting on that now I really saw how when somebody sat down engaged with a person who was usually an inpatient so they'd been there for a while um, and they really got into detail about their life and their history and the event that brought them there I actually really saw a lot of healing through that as well and it was so lovely because the medical students were such great listeners mm. and saw this exchange going on and I could I just really got this sense how beneficial it was and often the medical students would pick up things that um, other practitioners hadn't um, because they were so they had this you know almost like a performer to go through and yeah that was really nice and um you know often you know people would be emotional or they'd be laughing the whole time joking as well and um that type of thing was really lovely to see um and the other part too is the attachment play side particularly for children um we don't we didn't have a play therapist in our department but we were encouraged to do yes to play with children when we yeah. could yeah which is nice and uh when i i did a little bit of work last year i really ramped it up <laughs> any child i saw i was playing peekaboo and i was really playing power reversal games a lot and i saw a lot of um a lot of connection and and I also observed too other people weren't comfortable at times. Um, even perhaps like a parent might have been a bit on edge if the child was laughing too loudly or, you know. Um, so I had to really navigate and, um, you know, I realised that a little goes a long way in that instance as well. And I'm not a professional play therapist either. So I, you know, just did bits here and there and it was fun and nice and love that yeah hearing about both of those the the in a way the simplicity of the the medical students just taking that time to be present and be curious and be engaged and listen and and the healing that you saw happen and and in a way the simpleness of of play coming in and, and playing and you actually reminded me i've seen um Patch Adams a couple of times in 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 real life. In wow, yeah. I've, I've spent time in workshops and things with him, and to see that, uh, you know, and what he does going around the world, bringing pain often to hospitals, uh, just astounding to see um, the power of that. that mm. laughter, laughter, I think it's so um, um, it's like it's, it's like the somehow like the poor relative or something it just doesn't get the acknowledgement it? it's, like, yeah. it's so it's incredibly powerful isn't it as a as a healing yeah. modality it's so beautiful yes absolutely yeah oh that would have been so good to see him in real life really so profound yeah I think a couple of things that come to mind too like for tips for people if they do find themselves in a situation where their child or even themselves but I, I mean you're talking about children here um so even simple things like I a couple of times um grabbed a IV cannulation cannulation pack so that's um if they had to have a 
port into their vein for medication. Um, I'd grab a little pack that they have that they're in like little kits and I don't know how much they are, but I thought <laughs> I'm just going to use this as a play tool and yeah (laughs) open it up for the kids and I you know I just sort of open it up and leave it there or introduce or you know pick up a little plastic forceps and just do tiny little things and the kids you know usually will be like you know what's this this looks adult like and oh I get to touch this and um yeah they would play and then you know we do often have like little teddies um, for play therapy as well. So I'd run around and find those and then we'd bandage the teddies or do basically um, prepare them for what was coming. So we'd reenact some part of the procedure that they might be having. Yeah. And this is all very quick usually. Yeah. And, you know, I'd kind of like dump it, open it, look, here we go, make a bit of connection and then I'd have to go again. And But I think that that really goes a long way as well. And um, such a powerful way we can give them power um, in a time where they're, you know, either ill or um, about to have something, you know, that could be quite stressful. So some form of preparation um, in a Mm. non-invasive way, I guess, because a lot of the procedures can be invasive. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I, I really love how you bring up power and you were talking earlier about power reversal games and mm. and saying yes being either just being sick or ill itself but also often having interventions it, it does bring up feelings of powerlessness and sometimes really big feelings of powerlessness so really understanding that that there are ways to support children through play through giving information through showing the, the preparing through play really mm. powerful ways aren't they to to help um, reduce the feelings of powerlessness and release them as well yeah and of course that's right and the parents you know watched as well which helps with their powerlessness <laughs> you know and there's something to do while we're waiting for this whatever or yes. yeah yeah it's, it's quite nice so yeah if, if anybody does find themselves in that situation you can you know you can request different things like that. Um, um, you know, there might be a cupboard somewhere that has a whole stack of resources. So you just, I guess, um, never know until you ask. Hmm. Hmm. Um, and also I wonder about talking about afterwards, you know, when we think about the release of powerlessness or the release after stressful situations. Hmm. We were talking earlier about crying and um uh, and even if a child has perhaps even needed to go into freeze and then they they need to move out of that, do you want to talk a little bit about perhaps what you've seen or what how how you would support a child, uh, yeah. particularly in a hospital environment, yeah. or after they've come home or you know whatever you want to share? Yeah, I think um, I really liked to. Um, be an energetic space for the parents and the child in particularly in procedures um, and again I would always say I would give that information to parents that I would say look 
we actually don't mind that your child is crying. It's a normal response. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, hallelujah. They're having a great response to this, you know, this unenjoyable thing. It's a, it's a good thing. You know, it doesn't feel very nice for you, I'm sure. And, you know, empathising and also trying to talk, you know, trying to ask them how they're feeling, so listening to them as well, but yes. holding that bigger space, so grounding myself um, as is going on and I guess it's been a good thing having two children who at times both cry at home um, because I've realised, heck, I can, I can hold the space, you know, as long as everyone's safe. Mm -hmm. I can hold the space for more than one person. Yeah, and so, yeah, doing that in the environment and I think, you know, it has a knock-on effect really because our nervous, you know, other humans pick up on that nervous system response and so rather than everybody escalating, if one person can remain grounded and and really honing in on that, you know, that usually it's a trio, the mum and the dad and the child or the baby and... Um, trying to reassure them that this is a good response um, and saying as well, often I would say really sick babies do not cry. You know, I know this is, I know this is very distressing and they are in distress, but it, it, it will be okay. Mm. Just kind of really keeping it simple for yeah. that time. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I guess it's energetically too what, what you convey isn't perhaps so much the words as well it's how you are feeling in your body about it as well mm. oh I love imagining you being that mm. person and I think I was thinking oh wouldn't it be wonderful if that was just a, a regular part of uh, medical training and the training for all, all people who are anything to do with children or adults around around the body yeah. <laughs> you know, so that's it's just well known all of this information it makes a mm. amount of difference isn't it if someone's there who who is the calm loving presence who is welcoming the feelings who is giving the information who's holding the space and makes everything completely different mm, yeah yes that is a lovely vision mm, yes <laughs> i'm holding that vision yeah me too <laughs> me too now i'm kind of like you're clearly setting up a training but, yeah, yeah for, <laughs> nurses as a start um, maybe we could we could roll out um these podcasts in the way and i'm sure there are i'm not to say there are i'm sure there are people many people already out in the world doing this so it's just for the people that perhaps don't yet know or maybe yes. some people, some people. And I want to acknowledge anyone out there who's already doing this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Gosh, thank you. Yes. And yeah, I'm, I'm sort of separated from it at the moment too, because I'm not working in that area. And I'm, um, so I'm uh, not really aware of what's going on at the moment, but um, in that sort of up-to-date way. But um, I think it is, the, the, the ripples are out there. We're seeing change. So, um, attachment play with adults. Do you want to share more about that? Yeah. That's another thing that you wanted to talk about. Yes. Well, I um, I thought that would be good, sort of as a contrast 
in a way um, because I I guess I'm lucky in a sense that I have found attachment play to be one of the easier aspects of aware parenting. Yeah, yeah for you. I'm yeah. so glad. <laughs> anyway, as I say that, I'm like, do you really? <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I, I yeah. <laughs> thank you. And look, and I even reflect on attachment play I did with my son before I was even aware of the term attachment play in that sense. Like, yeah. I remember reading him a book as a baby, and um, there was a page on it that uh, a picture of uh, a toddler crying, and I'd always act the crying out, and I'd be like, <laughs> and he would think it was hilarious, and he would laugh and laugh and laugh at me, and yeah. I'd just keep going until he stopped laughing. You know, yeah. Yeah. it was just great to be silly and make him laugh and now I I realize the sort of deeper layers of that and that's really nice it's comforting to me to be for those sort of the times where we didn't know this sort of thing where I'm comforted by that that connection yeah yes and that you did you did know I mean you may not know yeah. intellectually but you had that intuitive knowing or that deep inner knowing to, to do yes. that yeah 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 that's quite nice yeah and so, and then the other part, so for adults, I think as well, um, I'm fortunate to be from a larger family and I have a twin sister and we still do now some very silly, funny attachment play with each other. And um, our dad was quite a playful person as well. So I think we sort of... Um, gained a lot even if it wasn't with us um you know by watching him and that type of thing as well yeah, yeah. so yeah I, I just wanted to sort of put it out there like um if uh, people do find attachment play um either unenjoyable or they just don't know what to do because they've never been played with to yeah find a way and sometimes another way is to do it with another adult. Like I know I just love what you're doing in the groups that I, I'm in and being in and, you know, I'm in your attachment play group, I'm in your web handing group, um, the game and lots of other things we've done and I just think you incorporate it so much and I'm always, you know, I'm always at the other end going, ah, ha, 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 you know, laughing my head off. Yeah. Even when you're doing it with someone else, I just find it. Ah, just very, you know, my neurons just fire up, I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's near neurons thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Exactly, they are. Yay. I yeah. love that you're laughing, even talking about laughing, isn't it? It's just, just that beautiful. Again, you know, I think you one of the things you really bring is that naturalness and normalness of all of these things, that they are natural, normal things, and it's just our culture that's disconnected them from us, and that's what I get from you is that sense of... After actually is so natural and normal. It's just that mm -hmm. often we may need to to re-experience it or um, connect or see others, mm. see other adults in particular being playful in order to you know, to release what we have around. Yeah. As you say, if we weren't played with or we didn't, you know, that, that can be a lot sometimes. That's it gets right. in the way, but it is natural and normal and gorgeous. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Being silly, you know, the nonsense play 
um, is a huge thing, I think, as well. Um, and I, I do really hold compassion too because I don't, because what came up for me just then, I was like, well, some people are actually just really exhausted and just don't want to play and totally hear that. And I have been there and I am often there. So I just, you know, want to um, get that. Yes. Yes, said such a big <laughs> I remember for yeah. months when I was having a hard time yeah. when my younger parenting years I'd be like no I'm just gonna totally let myself not do any play yeah. for ages like on any kind of you know rambunctious laughtery play I'd yeah. be more kind of quiet but I was like no, yes yeah, you know it's fine <laughs> you'll come back to it yeah. really important isn't it too it is yeah and I, I guess that's the what children sense as well <laughs> And I also, I wonder if, if you've ever experienced this, Marion, when, you know, you're like, right, oh, I've got something hilarious. I'm going to do it. <laughs> and you do it. And you fall flat on its bum and your kids don't even laugh. <laughs> There's something so... <laughs> I mean, exactly what you're going to say. I love it. I love it. <laughs> oh my God. And you just like have it in a tantrum. <laughs> you joke didn't go that well. <laughs> Oh, oh my god and I found that when my, as my kids have got older and they're both mm. teenagers now and it's like so it actually happens quite a lot to me I think that's probably why I'm laughing mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like I know it's they don't laugh but I'm still gonna do it anyway yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> yeah because it's warm it doesn't matter does it at the end it doesn't matter they, they might be t laughing a tiny bit inside even if they're not laughing on the yeah. outside they might. absolutely absolutely oh i love that that's so funny <laughs> and and what i've noticed too is that um say for if we're in a group and my children are there and there's other children like they will other children will just readily laugh at me <laughs> you know like i'm hilarious to other children but my own are like yeah, seen that. <laughs> it's just not not on mum. <laughs> yeah, yep. I know that too. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so we can have we can do some experiments, can't we, as parents? And then at other times, really, we just laugh and laugh at just it's not even actually funny, but it's just you know magic, isn't it? Really, yeah, yeah. When it's like that. And we keep experimenting, don't we? <laughs> and of course, you know, the bit that even comes in for me, I just notice even after laughing just that little bit is often mm. that's when other feelings can bubble up and that can yes. happen so often, can't it, for us? Yes. I even notice it myself. I know that, oh, I can feel a little bit of, there's some sadness and grief that sits under there that wants to sharpen. Just remembering that as, as adults, how often that can happen that we can then same as with children so it's such a powerful thing yeah it really is isn't it yeah i love that and mm, yeah it's it's beautiful really isn't it 
Yeah, again, so natural, just so natural. You know, I'm remembering years ago I used to have a an ongoing group, and we had a, it was a monthly group. Monthly, I think so. I can't even remember now. Maybe fortnightly. Maybe it was even weekly. I don't remember, but it was a long while ago. And you know, I think often people into aware parenting, we often can also get a little bit serious in groups because we're wanting to be empathic and we're wanting to listen. And you know, we can go a little bit serious around that. I know I certainly can at times. And so sometimes. And, you know, after this group had been going for a long while, so there was a lot of safety and everyone, you know, knew each other really well. Sometimes we'd start off with actually um, kind of really jokey stuff and we might start off saying, I'm not going to be empathic with you. And, you know, we'd start <laughs> saying all these funny, so we'd all just put it, everyone put it into the circle and I've just had enough with empathy, you know, just, you know, no, I'm not this, you know, just all this stuff we'd, we'd share in the circle and after that then there'll be so much laughter because oh, you know but everyone's working really hard to be empathic with their kids and listen to their feelings and do oh, yes. everyone's needs and it can be quite a lot to do that so yeah. coming into the group and doing all that stuff and then usually after all the laughter then someone would then move so beautifully in, into the tears because that's how mm. happens oh. connection and laughter and then <sighs> beautiful uh, and I just remembered like memories from the workshop in Byron Bay with you and Leo come up then because I found that yeah we did a lot of that that was great yeah yeah and I guess um the power of uh even so my sister and I you know it we've done this for years like I remember we, before we'd go to bed at night, we'd be just cracking up each oh, other. We'd be amazing. playing, we'd Aww. be joking, we'd be laughing. You know, our parents would be like, go to bed, girls! And we'd be, ah, you know. And I remember that as a way to go to sleep. It was an unconscious yeah. relaxation yeah. mechanism. Amazing. Yeah. And we'd play, you know, we'd play that we're lost outside in the ice and then we're put out blankets on we found the cave and lots of things like that and we don't do that as adults but we do do things like we'll get on the phone to each other and you know just the other month my sister um she had a some feelings come up about just an interaction with a person and so i was like okay dan okay dan what what did you want to do at the time she's like well and she got all logical and I was like, no, 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 no. What would you really like to do? <laughs> and, you know, I think she said something like, F off, mate, or something <laughs> like that. And, you know, we just laughed. And um, I think the bit here too is that type of play um, is energetically we're holding that everybody else is good and doing their yes, best. And, exactly. Yeah, like I... Um, it's not voodoo per se, it's just working through a person's perception, which we are so aware of the background about it. You know, it's not that time that usually the feelings are coming up from. It's from a long, long time ago and possibly not even our own. It's possibly ancestral. So holding that, you know, in our field while we're having mud fights, imaginary mud fights with someone and, you know, really smushing it in their face and, you know, that whole imaginary and envisioning things, you know, our brain actually believes what we're doing. So we do get a relief in our body. We do get to complete some of those energies that didn't get to be completed, even in just a, a bit of a daydream 
almost I'm, I don't even know what to call it like when you do that sort of thing that that visions or that imagining or I don't know they know, none of those quite fit do they I mean because there's that research isn't there? and you would know this more than I do about the things like if you imagine doing an activity that that mm. those, those muscles are firing off in yeah. some way that as, as if the same as if you were similar as if you were actually doing the thing so it's kind of that yeah. isn't it it is and I don't know if I've told you this before and it's it is related so I will say so um Danny, my sister and I, we were living in England um, years ago and we were both training for a half marathon. Oh. Yeah, running. And I was doing loads of training. I was out running. It was going to be my first half marathon. I was really enjoying the training. I was like super fit and really enjoying it. And meanwhile, she had to be on the bus for like two hours or maybe even four hours, two hours to work and two hours home or something. And she was working loads. Oh, I lost you. Hello. Oh. Oh, hello. <laughs> I can still hear you. <laughs> Lovely. And <laughs> trying to. Oh, here we go. So while she was on the bus, um, she was visioning oh. her training. Yeah. She was running in her mind the whole time she was sat on the bus to work into home and probably not the whole time as well. And then we get to the day and we both completed it really, really well. And she did this half marathon after this visual, visioneering, imagination Amazing. running. Yeah. And we, we both, you know, this was years ago before um, we were parents. You know, we both really took a lot from that, of the power of, um, the power of that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Very powerful. Mm, love that. I'm loving talking to you because I'm having all kinds of memories. I remember when um, yeah. the father of my children and I, we, we'd split up and, you know, there's clearly big, some big feelings there, but, you know, we were also processing it really enjoyably. But I remember that we were on, actually, it was in Aware Parenting, the first, second, first Aware Parenting camp that we had in Australia. And there was a big lake there and there were kayaks and there were these huge um, water jet things, you know, water pistol things, massive, you know, those really big ones. And at one point, he was in the in the I don't know maybe we were both in the car I can't remember the exact details but I remember we were just shooting each other with water over and over again and just <laughs> laughing hysterically and just so enjoying that <laughs> opportunity of just like really <laughs> doing it through, through the play and the laughter it's really good <laughs> oh, that's awesome yeah <laughs> oh that's yummy so good isn't it that play and yeah, yeah I mean yeah, and it's not just for the kids, is it? It's no, for us. It's for us. Yeah. And I remember one other uh, running workshops in, in Melbourne actually years ago and doing one where uh, I encourage people to share things like, and again, really holding the container that that when we're in a group of other adults, other parents, other mums, it is often, but you know, my dad was so welcome yeah. too, and we're sharing kind of things that perhaps that might show up, you know, we might like to say, um, you know, I'd like to send my child off to boarding school for 12 years or something like that. And just to, mm. to let it out and to be laughing. And often the, the most over the top things like, you know, really over the top, yeah. sending them away to boarding school for 12 years or whatever. And the laughter and the laughter and the laughter. So that, you know, knowing that we are loving, gorgeous, beautiful humans. And that actually the more we get to do that with other adults and laugh and release all the things that we can go back and be with our children mm. and be loving and listen to the feelings and do all 
all the things, meet the needs, but actually really supporting ourselves, which is what I really love. The, the space you hold for that is, is just to, to find ways of expressing these energies in safe spaces so that we are not holding them in our bodies, so that we have more capacity to be with our children. Absolutely. I think that's it, isn't it? The holding piece is the clincher, you know? It's the what... I, and I'm just thinking now about what is it? It's, it's the perception even perhaps that you're being held is enough to anchor you through that completion of that energy. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great, isn't it? And, um, yeah, I find it very healing to not only play but also, as I said, and even listening and watching others play. I find it healing as well. It it just it must be quantum something. It's just yeah. transcends, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I love my te technical terms. I love your technical terms. <laughs> I love the technical terms. I always think of Miss Holiness, the Dalai Lama, as well, and how yeah. much that energy of like you know, yeah. and you know the amount that he's. I'm imagining when you talk about quantum, like holding for his people and all the trauma and terrible things they've been through and yet that kind of that little chuckle and that, that just gorgeous joy mm. that exudes from him. well it's something that i very much picked up on when i first came across your stuff online marion i think yeah i really have that um energetic um radar of, I guess, or I've I received that from you, you know, that that oh. it's a, such an amazing foundational compassion for everyone, even if we're not following the way of parenting or we're not, you know, it's just, it's a blanket, you know, I just, I, and I felt that immediately and I was so drawn to you and your work and, oh, thank yeah. you. I'm so touched. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. You've helped me see something as well, which is, you know, I do all that and I'm not, mm. It used to be really serious and now often you'll see me in things, wouldn't yeah. you? And I'll be going, Wee! Yeah. Do, you know, do funny things in my hands. Or I'm love really it. And so the singing I've kind of... noticed as well. <laughs> You're lovely singing. I love hearing it. It's amazing. I've noticed that too. It's beautiful. Oh, so, so thank you for helping me realise. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> yeah. Ah, so back to you. Hmm. Um, Tell us about what you're doing and what people can do with you. I didn't, are you going to share anything about the, the, the food thing? Oh, yes. Yeah. I so I have um, my mini immersion. So we mean yes. mini immersion. Yes. yes, I have that as an offering um, via my website. It's a uh, mini immersion on the book Kids, Carrots and Candy. And it's written by, I didn't look that up before. I've written it so many times and now it's gone. It's, on my head. As well. it's quite a tricky name. That's why we're there. Yes. We don't, we don't. There's two lovely ladies that wrote it. Two psychologists, I think they are. Oh, my apologies. I cannot remember the name. Um, but it is on the website and under the things. <laughs> Isn't um, that funny? We can bring in like yeah, laugh because because it's easy to forget names. I forget names all the time. <laughs> totally, it is, and it is written down somewhere. <laughs> so, um, 
yeah so it's a it's a course yes it's a five day five day course but it's um it's already there so you can binge the uh videos and interact and it's on intuitive eating basically for your family it's the the book kids carrots and candy is um similar to what aletha salter brings in in um cooperative and connected book a web parenting book uh there's a chapter there on um child-led eating i can't remember the term alethe uses off the top of my head it might be child-led uh well um she talks about eating regulation, so that's how she uses the term. Mm. So, um, mm. self-regulated food. I yes. Don't remember either, but the chapter, yeah. chapter's eating and ailments, isn't it? So it's yes. perfect too that go together oh, yeah. in terms of what you've been mm. talking about. They? That's interesting. <laughs> yes. Um, yes, and it's basically um, so the course that I have is when I read Kids Carrots and Candy, I had I needed some support uh, with it and. Um, because it's a, a way to deeply connect with yourself and your children on your eating and uh, what you feel like and basically very connecting with your body and, what, and, and experimenting as well a lot. Um, yes. yes, and, you know, I haven't done all the suggestions from the book. I've, you know taking what resonates with me at the at the moment in our family and in the course um that's there i've got five five topics of um what the book is about and the approach of intuitive eating but also how how you can find resourcing through that um or, or what what's out there really to help you along with either reading that book or you can just you can do the course that then you might say well i do want to read that book so it's you don't actually have to have read the book or have it with you to do the little course of mine so great mm. and uh your website i will share the link as well but the yes my website is abbystanbrook.com and that's a double b e y s t a n b r o k.com and what else have you got for, for people that they might be? Yes, I have. Uh, I do have so many ideas. <laughs> um, but I will, I'm looking at doing more mini immersions on um, some other books uh, as a way to either introduce a book or help get support with reading a book. Because I often find reading books not just parenting books but other books you know you sort of you know need that support or just want to chat to people about it um and i do really love um listening partnerships from hand in hand parenting um, aspects so i do want to do something about that whether i'm going to do some listening partnership coaching or offering yes i mm -hmm. That's coming as well, and I I do really want to hold some more workshops, and or circles. Uh, but I'm at the moment I'm kind of resourcing myself as well um, after some sort of intense therapy for myself and my kids. So I'm just you know feeling into it all and and modelling as well, isn't it? And that's so important. Mm. You're modelling what you're sharing, which is yes. 
resourcing yourself, making sure that you are in that place. Yeah. Too. Well, thank you. That landed really well. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> I think that meta level is so important, isn't it? So the, that's what because that's what I really hear you've been talking so much about. It's really that felt sense that we're getting from someone, and you—that's that's what you communicate when you when you're making sure you're sharing from that resource place. That's people yes. get that. Well, I must say as well as you know, doing the parenting thing, I have um, frequently had you know my own therapy, my own support, you know, really had to resource throughout that. So, I, yeah, I do want to add that bit in, um, yeah, because, I mean, yeah, especially, like, after trauma myself and um, oh, for years and years, you know, I had a chronic condition and now I don't. But I think that the healing from that as well, you know, it's a huge undertaking what we do and what we are doing shifting this paradigm so i've had lots of um and still get lots of somatic experiencing therapy with other modalities and yeah i still do lots of different courses <laughs> and, yeah so it's not you know it's not just I'm, i feel like i have you know you know like you talk about your inner crew i feel like i have lots of inner crew who reflect the support I have received on the outside and now I carry that around with me and you know you're one of my inner crew members as well okay. my inner Marion thanks for, <laughs> thanks for that <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. so is there anything else that once we pressed up on the record that you say you know I really wanted to say that and I haven't said it or anything that you would like to offer to parents listening to this as a as an invitation or as a something to go away with I think directly related to that is you know I have heard other people say this too and it's really resonated with me is that we really as parents um, need to almost have that meta level look at how how well we are feeling how well we are taking care of ourselves and I don't just mean self-care I'm actually almost at the point of um, actually the other way we need care from others as well so we need to you know when we can seek that as well I think that's a wonderful way to you know and I guess that speaks to what we have been talking about as well even even playing with an adult or finding someone who will just be a bit loopy with you or watching a loopy movie tv show um at the moment um unloving will and grace um they come back on episodes like they're just funny and you know it just lights me up I look forward to it every week just one episode and it's just great yeah so find a way find a way to really um look after ourselves as though we were our own children you know we're putting so much time and effort into our beautiful lovely darlings but we you know I think we need to do that for ourselves as well and yay mm -hmm. uh, what were you going to say I'll take some of my own suggestions <laughs> you can never hear it too many times yeah, that's right. 
Oh, Abby, I so love talking with you. I so enjoyed this. Thank you so, so much. You heard you go, ah, I feel that too. I feel relieved and lightened and joyful yes. and inspired. So thank you so much for sharing oh, your experiences you. and um, so much love to you. Yes, thanks so much, Marianne. Bye. Thank you. Bye.